0: and a warm welcome to the 27th that would be an ultra episode of the running anthropologist i'm your host mark lane holbert that was the sound of the dc metro getting ready to shuttle us off to the start line of the 44th annual marine corps marathon this year being special because it's the first year that they actually added an ultra in the 50k and we have a few favorites of the running anthropologists that are trying out and running that including hometown michael wardian who we caught up with during the press conference beforehand and we will hopefully catch at the finish line as the first champion or among the first. So look forward to that. And before we do that, we're gonna take a very special moment to go back in time. We're going to the expo yesterday to talk with Jorge Garcia and Matt O'Neill about running in the rain today, as well as a trip to Arlington National Cemetery where we meet up with Wear Blue Run to Remember whom we featured with Rosanna Powers in the last episode 26. So hope you enjoy it. Here we go. So if you haven't been before, The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at Arlington National Cemetery is right in the middle of Washington DC area, surrounded by buildings and metro stops and kind of an oasis. And the cemetery itself flanked by, at this time of year, fall, changing leaves, many people coming for this weekend and many others. Uh, to pay tribute, to honor, and just to witness. Uh, It's a very solemn place, but also somewhat peaceful and beautiful. And the ceremony, laying a wreath, the unknown soldier, soldier walking back and forth. Individuals look on, families, and among them are those from Wear Blue Run to Remember, runners in the Marine Corps Marathon, Many sporting Marine Corps jackets and t shirts, running attire, and we'll catch up with them just afterwards.
1: Hi, I'm Bobby Wolf, and I'm from Louisville, Colorado. I'm Emily Waslager, and I'm from um, Rochester, Minnesota.
0: Excellent, and we're here at the Arlington uh, National Cemetery, and we just witnessed the, uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier wreath ceremony and i guess i was just wondering why you guys are here and why it's so special to be part of uh, this event this weekend
2: i'm here with the wear blue run to remember crew Um, i'm here representing my brother corporal anthony mahalo he
1: was killed in afghanistan august 14th, 2008. Um, i'm actually here with the same program wear blue run to remember we were chosen as part of one of the gold star race program participants for 2019 I'm running in honor of my brother Corporal Curtis Swenson who was killed um, April 2nd 2010 uh,
0: thank you so much for um, for sharing that what what is one thing that um, you know from this group that you guys get um, you know that you wouldn't otherwise have uh, in dealing with your loss and also starting uh, to run a marathon
2: Oh the marathon part's a whole separate the marathon for me now feels more like the victory lap in a strange way um we've been we've been part of a facebook group too so we've been slowly kind of connecting with each other and updating on how Mm -hmm. our progress is going and i felt uh, a very small non-existent bond through that but I've, Mm -hmm. i've known who you were um the other gold star athletes but meeting everyone this weekend i just feel like uh we are the small family
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, i don't have the opportunity often to meet other gold star individuals and it's just it's been so special and so inspirational to me to meet all of you
1: and know your stories and know who you are yeah yeah i second everything that bobby said and her and i were actually talking this morning about how you know it's not very often that we can be around people and i suppose definitely people like our age like mid-20s and you know the other siblings around here that we can be somewhere and you can throw out what to us is kind of offhand comments about our siblings or about death or the war and that sort of thing and nobody gets uncomfortable Hmm. you know it it's really it's it really brings your bond together when you can actually say what's on your mind and you're not making other people uncomfortable just by being you and telling your story. Mm-hmm. So it's been really special. You know, it's, it's nice when you can get around people like that and be able to completely be yourself and not have to censor. <laughs>
0: Okay. Thank, thanks so much for sharing that. Do you guys have any special uh, marathon goals for tomorrow uh, or the group or personally? I'm finishing it.
2: Yeah, so. I'd like
1: <laughs> to finish. That's like a major goal of mine. <laughs> I was just so honored to be chosen for this program and to I never thought I would run a marathon. So we're here and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Thank you. All right. uh, I'm feeling the same way. I ran <laughs> my first half marathon in
2: April oh. and I thought that that was too much and I swore off. <laughs> running and that was a race of 3,000 people and I thought it was too crowded and now it's gonna be 25,000 people (laughs) and more miles but I'm excited it's gonna be a good time
0: even bigger crowds tomorrow yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) bigger
2: crowds more miles it's gonna be great
0: (laughs) great well thank you and uh, get ready get your rain gear out and uh we'll see you tomorrow
1: all right thank you so Uh, much yeah happy running thank Thank you you
0: so again here at arlington national cemetery and we're joined by a special guest uh, just following the uh, the wreath ceremony
3: hi my name is lisa hallett and i'm the co-founder of wear blue run tree member and wear blue is a running community that honors the service and sacrifice of the american military and so we have communities across the country where every weekend thousands of runners gather locally and they circle and they speak the names of service members who've been killed on that weekend since september 11th 2001 and then they speak the names of service members for whom they're running, their family members, their friends, their battle buddies, and then they take purposeful steps. And Wear Blue is a place that not only honors the sacrifice, but really celebrates the lives of our men and women who have served and sacrificed for our country. Um, but even more, it provides a very dynamic and healthy support network for our military, their families, our veterans, and of course our families of the fallen.
0: Mm, that support network is really important not just obviously running as a part of it, but for their families and for many people.
3: There's incredible power, not just in in running, but in community and coming together in a shared purpose and a shared identity, and I think even more in a shared hope. Yeah,
0: I I feel like I felt that throughout the Marine Corps Marathon community, but um, just seeing you all, your presence at the expo and running obviously on on the day of, as I think helps a lot of people to understand what it's about and to you know to identify with those individuals who have lost people or their families Um, what um, in your time over the years coming to the marine corps marathon what has that been like for you
3: coming to the marine corps marathon the first time we came to the marine corps marathon it's in 2012 and we kind of snuck onto the course and we (laughs) placed 41 images of fallen service members in the chorus and we had 41 volunteers out there Mm. and it was always powerful because it just takes one life to to need to remember Um, but now in 2019 we are going to have 480 images of fallen service members on the mile and hundreds and hundreds of volunteers out there because there is such an energy and a commitment here in our nation's capital to honor, remember, live inspired and as we move I have no idea what I was just saying. <laughs> um,
0: so uh, you were mentioning that in, just from 2012 mm. to now that Blue Mile has become kind of a mainstay of the Marine Corps Marathon and how that evolved or how that happened.
3: Yeah, I think you know, we're, in the, we're in our nation's capital and really such the hub where decisions are made for our nation's military and as we move through our 18th year of our nation's longest war, people are hungry to support one another. and to remember are over 7,000 service members who've made the ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And it's like a homecoming for our military and families as you have 30,000 people running the Marine Corps Marathon. And there is very much a sense of home, um, not only in the Wear Blue Mile, but in the hundreds of Wear Blue runners who take to the streets as a part of the Marine Corps Marathon community.
0: Uh, I'll be included in that number. So thank you for starting this organization. And I appreciate that you guys are here to offer that to individuals. And the fact that you mentioned that statistic is very powerful um, and I know being here at Arlington National Cemetery is, is special for the group as well.
3: It's very meaningful. Our group is made of, of all walks of life, which makes it even more special. But you know, 10 years ago, my husband was killed in combat, and I was terrified that he would be forgotten. This goofy redhead who ate his french fries too fast, who loved his country and loved his family. And what I love is tomorrow on race day, people like you are going to be a part of the of the Wear Blue community and and every single runner is going to belong to Wear Blue as they pass through the Wear Blue mile cuz they are going to see the faces of the fallen faces like my husband John's they're going to read the names and they're going to see the American flags waving so powerfully and they're going to belong they're going to remember and they are going to make sure that the service and sacrifice of the American military is never forgotten
0: Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And uh, have a great run tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, bye. And we're here at the Marine Corps Marathon Expo with a veteran of the Running Anthropologist podcast, Jorge Garcia who's uh, done many things with Marine Corps Marathon and supports it a great deal, as well as Matt O'Neill, veteran from just last episode. And we're talking about strategy for tomorrow, being that it's gonna be very rainy and fun, hopefully. So welcome, guys. Good to be here. Good Uh, to be here. Jorge, you you, uh, coming in as a veteran, you've ran this in a full Marine Marathon, uh, full Marine uniform before. What was that like?
4: it, it, it was challenging, but it was a great experience we really enjoyed the fact that everybody was pushing for you uh, it was an honor to run with your uh, the entire uniform but it was it was a lot more challenging than I thought it would be I thought it was in great shape. I went to break four hours I couldn't break four hours with the uniform everything got heavy on me but running with the flag was really cool because everybody was cheering you on it, it was like See, running with all glory just makes you want to keep running and can't stop because everybody's just motivating and yelling for you, you know, and every time they saw you, they either saluted you or they tap you or they yell for you. But it was really neat to run, and, it, and I actually used the same boots that I had when I was in the Marines because really? they were broken in, and I still suffer a lot of blisters. <laughs> yeah,
0: I bet. <laughs> but uh,
4: but it was fun running in my jungle boots and, and with the Marines, and I actually found myself singing Cadence with a lot of the Marines out there. You know, the same Cadence that I sang back in the 90s, I was doing it again. So that was a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. And Jorge also contributes and volunteers to do pacing for a lot of races. So would you say this one's one of the most humid uh, races year after year?
4: You know, I would say yes, uh, but uh, recently I've been uh, pacing the Chicago Marathon and now it's got a lot of humidity too, especially w- even though it falls in October, and that was just two weeks ago, it just gets really hot out there for our runners, but yeah, I ran, this will be my third time running Marine Corps, but the uh, first two times it got really humid out here it's just, just kind of nasty weather, but we train in all weather and uh, tomorrow will be another challenging day as we run in a downpour.
0: Yeah, now you were asking actually, Matt, a few questions about his strategy for tomorrow. Maybe you could you could ask him again just so we get it on, on record.
4: Yeah, Matt, we all run our own paces. You know, we all uh, pretty much are trained for the pace that we want. We all believe that we can run our fastest, but, you know, pace is really all relative to how you train. You know, so somebody who will be who's trying to break three hours. I know what, how I train, how what I wear. So you as running a, 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 a pretty much an elite level, what do you do differently when it's raining so much like for your shoes and your feet how do you protect your feet from blisters
5: uh you know the same gear that you would probably wear too i you know i wear a little bit of a thinner sock uh, make sure no cotton anything like that just to avoid the blisters going about i mean shoes are going to get wet i mean you can't can't really avoid that um training wise in the rain i didn't get the opportunity to do a lot of training in the rain Uh, this summer in virginia it was incredibly humid without that type of rain it just it was just hot every day, yes. so I'm used to that aspect of it. Right, like, right. I think if it comes down to being humid tomorrow, I'm going to be ready for that. Um, but with the rain, um, I'm prepared. Luckily over, like, this last Sunday, it kind of was raining pretty hard for my last long run. It was a lot colder, but I enjoyed it. I was like, you know what, any weather that the marathon brings this weekend, I'm going to be prepared and ready to roll. So that's I'm just going to go out there and embrace it like everyone else.
0: Now, now do you guys, I've heard a veteran tip that I've tried once before in Chicago and that's bringing a garbage bag with you. Do you bring a garbage bag or a poncho or what, what do you do at the start?
5: So I'm bringing a poncho. I've seen the garbage bag thing. I thought about it. Um, <laughs> but I will say the garbage bag, it's incredibly hot and oh, I don't right. wanna lose any fluid. I feel like I'm gonna get more dehydrated wearing a garbage bag for the first hour before the race than a poncho with a little bit, that's a little bit more breathable.
0: That's a good point. I didn't yeah. think about that. So yeah, poncho.
4: I, man, I find this very humorous because I'll be the one with the gar- with the trash <laughs> bag out there at the start line. And um, I, not only will I have my, my trash bag, then you know, after the first mile I will throw it away, but underneath I'll have a poncho as well. All right. <laughs> but tomorrow it will, it's gonna get humid, so I expect myself to get rid of the trash bag and the poncho relatively fast, but I do have the trash bag out there many times.
0: <laughs> so if you're running in the 50s and 60s, oh. you're not wearing much, right? So right. You, you warm up pretty quickly, so that's not so much of an issue. But for me, I think sloshing around in my shoes the whole marathon is what I'm worried about. For, you know, if I'm going into a rainy marathon, what can you do to combat that? Or do you just have to, do you bring an extra pair of socks or what What do you do?
4: Well, um, tomorrow I'm not necessarily running for PR or a BQ. So tomorrow I'm actually taking it a, a, a nice, honest, um, Hey, so I'm not necessarily going to bring an extra pair of shoes like I normally do if I was running for time or an extra pair of socks. Because normally I do that. I actually bring a pair that I can throw away and right before the start, then I put on my shoes. And once I'm running, I don't feel like I'm ever squashing or like they're wet, but they don't necessarily bother me. It's like, I think it's mind over matter. You know, my shoes are comfortable. That's what I train for. Those are my racing shoes. So... I, it doesn't bother me as long as, you, like Matt says, you got the right socks on. But uh, huh. I normally do bring an extra pair of socks or an extra pair of shoes. I did it for Boston as well, too. So, But tomorrow I won't be running as hard. So tomorrow I'm just going to lo- go along for the ride. Okay, yeah. great. And you, Jorge, you said that um,
0: you were in Chicago just before now,
4: the last time. Um, and Chicago weather was almost perfect, right? Yes, it was. Uh, uh, we, I believe we started at... Uh, uh, low 40s I think where we started and we finished by the time I finished it was 51 degrees so it was perfect run, uh, running I was pacing so I wasn't running as hard but it was just beautiful running out there you know even the spectators you know it might be a little chilly for the spectators but it was perfect for us. What, what was that like pacing in the Chicago Marathon? Oh, it was awesome I, when, I, when I paced that's the best time I had I had the opportunity to pace at least 20-30 marathons and it's, there's no better feeling than helping others reach their own goals but when you're pacing, you have to be careful too because you don't want your runners to think that it's too easy for you because it could be a little deflating for them as well. Huh. So, and, and you also have to know how much to talk during the race, who to talk to because a lot of these runners, you have to remember that they're running for PR or they're pushing hard at, at the marathon. So I was pacing 345. Now, that's not the easiest pace for a lot of runners, but for them, it's a hard effort. So my job as a pacer, first of all, is to get them to the finish line and even effort or even pace depending on what the marathon has to say but um, i i my, my job i like to think of it is to keep mm-hmm. the runners mind off the race itself interesting. you know so i keep it interesting i like to learn trivia i like to learn their names uh, whether it's their first or their 100th marathon i like to learn if they're going for PRBQ because there's nothing better than calling somebody out by their first name when you're a mile 22 or or if you see somebody who's struggling you hand them the pace tee i'm sorry the pace sign and all of a sudden, they're no longer tired. You know, huh. they feel like they're leading the group. So in Chicago, it was great because, of course, it's a major marathon. So you have over 100 folks running with you. Now, I had two other co-pacers. So we got to stay in the front or go to the back and, and help our runners. So it was such a really neat experience because I normally don't get a co-pacer. Like the Columbus Marathon, that's a huge marathon. And I had the four-hour group. So at the four-hour group, a lot of people trying to break four hours. I was the only pacer there. And because I'm the only pacer, pacing four hours, at that race, you get the half marathoners trying to break two hours, and they're running with you, too. So it was huge. But Chicago was kind of like that. And unfortunately, during the Chicago Marathon, we did lose one of our pacers. So it was just me and another guy. But we had a great time, and I like to do cadence and sing and yell and remind runners to relax and relax their shoulders and and smile and to remember why they signed up for the Chicago Marathon yeah, or you know, for any that. race that I'm pacing, you know? So I try to, and I, re, I like to remind them to smile, to remember why, the joy of running. So I really enjoy the pacing because of that, Yeah, you know? we, we need have a great that. time. We <laughs>
0: definitely need that. I yeah. mean, that's the thing, you get so stressed out about trying to make a time and you forget, you know, I'm doing this for fun and there's all these people with me and... And it feels like a team effort. It does. So Matt, speaking of team effort, you're uh, locally here, and I know you have a lot of people rooting for you. You want to tell us about, you know, who you train with, or your local running store, and all the people supporting you. You know, I, I do a lot of my training solo. Um, I just think a lot
5: of it is just like I do. I have a few people like I'll run with, you know, on easy days, uh, and they always just kind of like say like, you're going too fast. So <laughs> I uh, you're setting the pace. Yeah. So it's like a lot of times I'll just have to kind of do my own thing, uh, but. There's a few people I've met, you know, throughout this experience, uh, you know, through Facebook or through Strava and things like that that have been pretty fun to, like, do easy runs with. I'm part of a, uh, like, a local running group in my area that uh, a few of them are doing the 50K this weekend, and, you know, they're excited to be out there, and, you know, I just get these texts, you know, from them, like, throughout the week, and they're like, you know, we're rooting for you, top three, and it, yeah. it, it it's inspiring, it, it's really cool, and it's, it's nice to have a little bit of support, but I'm just... Trying to remain focused and calm and relaxed and just be like, you know, I can only go out there and control my own destiny. I can't control what other true? factors are gonna go in the race. And, you know, the only thing I, can, I know I'm gonna to do tomorrow is I'm gonna go out there and give it everything I got. Yeah. So
0: this is the, uh, for those your friends that are running, this is the first time the inaugural 50K, right? Yeah. What what distance is that exactly?
5: Oh, man, it, you just you gotta notice, it's like 31.
0: Point, right around 31, yeah, 31 point something miles, okay. yeah. So. Oh. It's, a, it's a long distance. So. Yeah, longer than the marathon, yeah. so they're just going to add something on to the marathon course. Oh, yeah. course. So. Neat. And is there anything unique? You've, you've run in this area, you've run this course as well. Is there anything unique to this course that people should know about? I or? mean,
5: I think two portions of the course that I think are just awesome uh, support-wise. Um, the first portion is not a place for, think, for people to think about, but it's actually at Rock Creek Park. It's an out and back, so you kind of like go out one direction, and you're coming back, and you're seeing all the runners come toward you. Uh, and I think that's just like really motivating because everyone's cheering people on, like whether they're going you know, toward that way or you're going the opposite way. People are just really supportive, and that's cool to see. Another one I think is just, you know, it's quiet, but it's the Blue Mile. Yes. Um, it's heavily advertised. It's a really solemn experience. And I mean, in the marathon, I mean, it, it's a really inspiring place to be at right before the half marathon. It's just kind of like one of those things where you're like, you know what? Like, this... This is unlike any marathon you've ever done before. So, um, I guess another one too is like, it's at, it's right after the hardest portion, after the 14th Street Bridge, which is you know everyone's least favorite part of the marathon. I think, but you get into Crystal City, and Crystal City is a party. I mean, there's people in there. You, they're handing out beer, they're handing out shots, candy, all sorts of stuff. So, rain or shine, those people. They, they're they're ready for you so
0: and you said something really important earlier Matt when Jorge was asking you about um, you know how you plan to go out and follow the leader and that was the term negative splits yeah. can you can you tell us what that means or how you... so yeah negative splitting to
5: me is going out at a very conservative pace for the first half marathon um, so my plan would be to finish you know the first half to be like within an hour and 12 minutes to an hour and 13 minutes and then hopefully for that second half of the marathon which is flatter to possibly go like an hour and 11 to an hour and 10 minute range so your second half is faster than your first half
0: okay and that's basically your splits are more positive side in the first
5: half and negative side in the absolutely half. You just kind of like you know get a feel for the first half you know stay relaxed and you know conservative and then give it everything you got for that last part
4: so, cool so. So, so it sounds like you're banking energy versus time absolutely so and finishing strong
2: Mm-hmm.
0: wow well, and Jorge, having run this several times before as well, what, um, what part of the course do you think is particularly special for you tomorrow?
4: Well, for me, it's always been, and again, this is only my third time running it. So for me, like Matt said, it was the, uh, the Blue Mile to remember. Uh, I think it's around mile 11, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I run there, especially two years ago when I ran in honor of fallen Marines uh, that we lost and, uh, while I was in the Corps, I actually slowed it down, and Mm. I I had tears, I'm not going to lie. It was very emotional, and and it just makes you think because it's so quiet. It's it's like a silent mile there, and Mm. it it just makes you reminisce of the good times, but also it's sad to know that you lost some of your brothers that you served with. Uh, So for me, no matter whether I'm going for time or if I'm just going for fun, I will take it all in. Mm. So for me, it's always going to be mile 11. Cool.
0: Yeah. Well guys, I, I really appreciate you taking time to taking time to talk with, with the running anthropologist and just to share, you know, what this experience is like for you and give other people a taste of you know what sure. the Marine Corps Marathon is and the magic of it. Um, I wish you best luck tomorrow. Thank through you. Through the Thank rain and I uh, wish you whatever you hope for and especially wish you a happy running tomorrow. Well, thanks Thank Mike. thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it and good luck. Thanks. So greeting one of many spectators at the Marine Corps Marathon. Hey, this is uh, Kevin Godleski. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm here to uh, cheer on and support
5: two runners. One is my wife, she's running the, uh, the Ultra, which is the
0: Marine Corps' first Ultra, which is pretty exciting. And then my daughter, who lives in the area, um, is running the 10K. And I'm here to watch her start and I'll go to the end and watch my wife finish. That's great. So you're braving the rain, and you're also following two very important people in your life. Do you have any plan on how to get from one spot to the other? Uh, no, I gotta I gotta track the time and see where everybody's gonna be. Uh, my daughter, you know, she'll I'll just see her at the finish. But my wife, I got a
5: couple of spots where I'm gonna, uh, you know, try and meet her. I got a bag full of dry stuff or
0: you know more rain stuff. We never know what's gonna happen today. There's a lot of uh, weather coming in, so uh, we'll just kind of play it by ear going by foot and metro everywhere. Amen, oh yeah. I got my metro card filled up, and uh, got my rain jacket on. I'm just gonna go where I need to go. All right, well starting out at the National Mall, there's not a better place to start, and uh, thanks thanks for being here today. That is very exciting, thank you. Yeah, good luck. And here we are at the start line just after the Marine Corps National Anthem, and people are lined up, the atmosphere is electric, and the rain has even slowed a little bit. Everyone's in ponchos and definitely excited to go. We're starting at mile 18, actually, because we're part of the 10K crowd, and that is a good thing for me so that I can catch the finishers, and also a good feeling on a day like today. And here we go. Look forward to hearing from you, and talking to you, and seeing you at the end. We are near the finish line of the 44th Marine Corps Marathon uh, with one of the many Marines volunteering and at near the UPS truck. So thanks for being here today. Absolutely, thank you. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself and tell us what you did today?
6: So uh, I'm Corporal Rodriguez and today I'm just here as badge claim. Uh, just basically uh, in the beginning I took all the Marines uh, or excuse me uh, run as baggage and right now we're just here passing it back out to them as they finish.
0: That's awesome. Uh, how much coordination was involved in getting all these Marines, I mean Everywhere to the spots they were supposed to be. So uh, I'm coming from uh,
6: Quantico as of uh, how many Marines there are about 2,000 personnel So you got Marines coming from Henderson Hall uh, from 8th and I possibly and then down from Quantico It's just it's just a lot of busing uh, some Marines you have over at the uh, runners village Here at the finish and uh, right now we're just all culminating. You have some posted at every uh, two miles for uh, Water points, so there are everywhere. Everybody's scattered out just uh, doing their job.
0: That's awesome. They were very much appreciated today. I mean, hundreds of them doing everything from baggage cleanup to, you know, awarding medals at the end.
6: Absolutely. We're just here doing our part, uh, just volunteering, honestly. As it's, it's bad as the weather may be, it just feels good to get out here and feel appreciated, as well as uh, see everybody and how they did on the run. Cool. Well,
0: thank you so much for your service, and uh, thanks for supporting the runners today. Absolutely. Thank you. Great. Good luck down there in Quantico. You say. Yeah, you're welcome. And So here we are live at the finish of the 44th Marine Corps Marathon. You can hear the music streaming in the background. We're pleased to announce that Michael Wardian finished the 50K in about three hours. He was running a little bit over a six minute mile pace. And as well as Matt O'Neill came in at a pace of 5.47 per mile, and he ran about two-and-a-half-hour marathon. We don't have the official finish place, but they're, they're both in the top couple runners, and we hope to be able to announce that later today. But for, t- for now, this is the end of our live coverage, and we'll hopefully bring you interviews with those two later on. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, happy running.
7: Here at the finish with the duo division winner. Uh, thanks for being here. Oh, appreciate it. Uh, Sean and Seamus Evans from near Saratoga Springs, New York, a small town called Galway. Uh, this was our first, uh, fifth, fifth Marine Corps Marathon, and uh, Seamus pulled me to the win in the the uh, duo division today. So it was a great day despite some of the weather conditions. (laughs) Yeah,
0: congratulations. You came in right around three hours.
7: Yeah, just over three hours. So we were hoping to break three hours, but today was not the day to do it. The wind uh, near the Blue Mile was incredible and and pushing Seamus in his chair is like pushing a sail and the (laughs) wind was coming into our face. So it made it challenging, but we persevered and that's what it's all about. Uh, Together we did it.
0: Well done. And well done to Seamus. How how does this compare to, you were just telling me that you guys did a trip across
7: the Rockies. What what was this like compared to that going together? (laughs) Well, in 2015, we ran 3,200 miles in 60 days across America. So we ran 56 miles a day. So we figured we can run a marathon, you know, every once in a while to keep us moving. (laughs) That's awesome. And what what does Seamus think of most of this? Oh, Seamus is the one that is behind the mission. I I wouldn't be doing this without Seamus. He keeps us going. He is the spirit and I am, I just get to lend him my legs for the day. That's my job. He does all the rest.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you for being out here and uh, congratulations again.
7: Appreciate your time. Thanks a
0: lot. Yep, you too. And we're here with Matt right after the race, staying true to cause. We followed him all the way through and he was just standing on the podium in third place. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, how, how was it out there today, and what, what did you take from it? What were the lessons learned?
5: Well, uh, I would be happy to never run a marathon in the rain again <laughs> in, in these conditions, but uh, it, was, it was a rewarding experience. It was a tough experience, a physical, mental battle like it was last year, too, but I just kept telling myself I was like, can't quit now, just got to grind through, and, you know, I was happy to finish third overall.
0: That's great. What factor do you think the rain played, or the wind, or what I, was it a factor? I think
5: a lot of it. I did. I went out at the pace I wanted to, but I might have been a little bit too ambitious. Maybe I wasn't ready for that half marathon pace. I went through it like a one, well. I went through it like a one twelve forty five, and uh, felt good until about mile twenty, and I was like, maybe that was a little bit too ambitious because I hit the Fourteenth Street Bridge, and it was hard. And then it started pouring rain, and the wind came, and I was like, oh, this is all falling apart real quick, but. Uh, I just, you know, I kept saying, I was like, I got you know, the Nationals motto all year in the World Series has been stay in the fight. And I just kept reminding myself, like, I got to do the same thing myself, too. So <laughs> I just, one, one mile at a time, I was just staying in the fight.
0: Stay in the fight. That's yeah. the, the Nationals are playing tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, and
5: wow. I'm, 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 I'm going to be there. So I don't know how I'm going to feel, but, you yeah, know, I'm going to be there.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, enjoy it. And yeah. congratulations again, Matt. Yeah, thank you sure. very much. Thanks for being a part of this. Yeah. Bye-bye. So we're here with Mike Wardian at the awards ceremony for the first ever 50K and uh, just super happy for him. Well done, yeah. Mike.
8: Thank you very much, man. It's a real honor to be here and I can't believe I won. <laughs> I'm stoked.
0: Many years in the, in the effort.
8: Well, this is the first year they've had the 50K, but yes, many years of trying to win something at Marine Corps. So. <laughs> Uh, so it was nice to kind of get something in my wheelhouse that um, you know I've been close numerous times with the marathon, and uh, it'll be nice to stand on the top step rather than the second or third step.
0: What, what was unique about today? I know that you said a couple times it was neck and neck. What what do you think was a factor in today?
8: Um, yeah, I mean I, I I just kind of ran my own race. I, I was running with my buddy Dustin Whitlow, and he's just a super strong runner, and uh, he was he. Had maybe like 90 seconds on me going into 13 miles or so, and I, I was I wasn't sure if I was ever going to catch him. And then he had a little, a little bit of a problem with his hamstring, and I was able to kind of take over the lead. And then I just um, was able to hold it until they finish. And so um, it's one of those things where you just keep showing up and um, sees the opportunity when it presents itself. And I feel really fortunate because he's such a strong runner. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to to bring home the win today and actually my wife jennifer was actually had her money on dustin so um so it was it was nice to prove her wrong and she you know jokingly but um but yeah it was it was it was a great day man it was everything i hoped it would be everything i trained for um it's been one of my best years ever and um you know this is just one of those things it's like the cherry on top
0: Yeah, end of of an awesome year. Do you have any more runs before the end of 2019?
8: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I actually leave tomorrow for a trip to Korea um, for Hoka One One and then uh, I leave Korea on Thursday and head to Hong Kong and I'm running a a marathon in Hong Kong, um, a half marathon and then I'm adding another half marathon to run the uh, TCS uh, New York City Marathon virtually in Hong Kong. Wow. So that, I'm the, uh, the virtual run ambassador for New York City. And so that's a real treat and honor. And I'm looking forward to kind of getting to explore the trails. And um, everyone can kind of follow it on Strava if they want. It'll be fun. Like I've got some pacers lined up. And we're going to run the, the first half marathon is actually pretty tough. It's got like 3,000 feet of climbing or something. Wow. Uh, and then we're going to run some trails for the second half marathon. (laughs) So it'll be a a really cool day. I guess we're going up on some ridge lines with some really cool views of Hong Kong. And, um, yeah, I can't wait for that. And then I fly home and the week after that, I'll be going to, um, to the authentic Athens marathon, uh, speaking for Allianz, the insurance company and, and then running the marathon there. And then I'll be back here and then headed to New York city for the 60 K. So, you know, this will build nicely towards all that. And. Um, Yeah, and then after that, uh, I've got um, a race as uh, Elvis at the St. Jude Marathon to try to set a world record as Elvis. Uh, And then the Spartan Trail Championships. uh, Wow. So, yeah.
0: Busy end of the year to cop off an already crazy year. How many miles have you put in this year in racing alone?
8: Just in racing alone, this will be 1,535 miles. So, yeah. So, it's been, this is my 46th or 47th race of the year. That's crazy. Um, ran across a country and been on all seven continents this year. So it's well, been, um, yeah, pretty much amazing. I'm super lucky to get to do this.
0: Well, well yeah. done.
8: Thanks man. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm stoked. It's unbelievable.
0: People need running mentors. And one of the things <laughs> that I think, you know, we all appreciate about you is that you post your, your workouts and your training and you know, it's something to look up to and something to help us when we're aspiring, you know,
8: uh, I, I hope so. I mean, uh, I feel lucky I I found Jesse or he found me actually Jesse Fuller and he's done a really good job, you know, making me a stronger, more resilient runner and if I can kind of share that with people like it was something I wasn't doing in, until a couple of years ago and I feel like it's made a big difference for me so I hope other people find it interesting and then obviously I want to try to share as much as I can cuz you know there's been people I've looked up to and helped me and if I can help people, then that's something I, you know, I want to try to give back to the community as much as I can. Great.
0: Thanks so much, Mike, and uh, we look forward to seeing you here on the podium in a few minutes.
8: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.
0: And again, couldn't have happened to a better guy. And a fellow Spartan alum, Michael Wardian, a testament to his investment and smart and hard work in keeping at it season after season until it finally pays off lastly a note that we were not able to catch all the gold star runners for interviews afterwards but did talk to rosanna powers and she has informed me communicated with me that it was a solid finish for all and big finish goal not dry not perfect but finish so congratulations and mission accomplished hoorah as well as a special thanks to mike delage of the peace corps house for hosting me and a member of the November Project, along with them all cheering in owl costumes and all sorts of crazy stuff, and all the other D.C. area natives who bore, went out and bore against the elements to be out and cheer for all of us on the course. And of course, all the Marines along the way, giving high fives and just being there to help however they could. Great turnout and amazing, amazing people. Definitely feel blessed to have been welcomed into all of these runners' lives and have taken part in recording a little slice of history with MCM Culture for us and for everyone to check out. It's an incredibly inspiring weekend in the nation's capital. By the way, if you have ideas that you want to share about a unique corner of running culture, please message us at Running Anthropologist on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear them. Please also share the podcast. And similarly, passionate, geeky friends that are into running, they'd love to hear it too. And until next time, happy running.